0: Good morning once again. Welcome to the Florida Fun Podcast, your destination for Florida fun. The greatest podcast ever recorded in the state of Florida. My name is Josh. I'm your host. And today is Monday, May 9th, 2022. It's uh, just past Mother's Day 2022. So happy Mother's Day to all of you out there. Happy Mother's Day to my mom, where you are out there listening. My beautiful wife, mother of my kids, my mother-in-law, and all the other mothers out there. We hope you had a fantastic Mother's Day Um, We had a great show today uh, lined up for you. We have a special guest, uh, and we're going to talk about her in just a moment. She's all involved in a movement called Aqua Jax, That's here in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, they are a pretty neat group. Uh, I was a part of that group myself for a little while, and uh, definitely a very, very cool uh, group. We're going to talk about what Aqua Jax is uh, what's happening with AquaJax right now, what's in the future, what to expect. How can you get involved? How can you follow AquaJax? How can you be a part of AquaJax? How can you support AquaJax? So we're going to talk about all that in just a moment. Uh, before I do, I want to give you that housekeeping breakdown and everything, how you can be involved in the program, how you can take charge of the podcast at any time. It's very, very simple, very easy, and that's to get a hold of us via email. Uh, we are located at floridafundpodcast at gmail.com. You can always catch us online. Uh, we have a Twitter page, and that is at FloridaFun6 on Twitter. And Instagram and uh, Pinterest, we have a page as well, and that is at FloridaFunPodcast. Remember, on Instagram, guys, uh, we do have the Florida Fun Podcast live video series. So you can go on there. You can see what we're up to. Uh, you never know where we'll be. We might go live from uh, a hotel, a restaurant, somewhere on vacation. Uh, you you might know. So you can follow us on there. So if you're not a member of the Instagram page, make sure that you go out and you get involved in the Instagram page. So welcome, everyone. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Um, we uh, had a, certainly a great weekend ourselves here in Jacksonville, some beautiful weather. And uh, we are glad for you guys to be with us. I love being on the microphone with you. And uh, speaking here with you guys, and especially when we have special guests. So before uh, we go any further, I want to introduce our special guest. Her name is Sharon Pilts, and she is the president of AquaJax. So, Sharon, thank you for joining us. How are you today?
1: Thank you for having me. Um, I'm very well today, actually. It's a beautiful day. It's wonderful to be here.
0: Good. Well, we've run into a couple snags so far today. <laughs> yes, but Ti- we've made it through. <laughs> timing has not been the greatest for us.
1: I mean, it gave us a little bit of time outside, get to see a hawk, so we're doing great.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was very cool. We, we uh, were outside, we're recording in a, a remote studio right now, so we were outside and uh, we uh, saw a huge hawk come down and land with something, some small critter in its mouth and it had a little snack and it flew off. So that kind of gave us a reminder that, you know, the Florida nature is out there all the time and it uh, was very, very cool. Well, Sharon, thank you for being here. Um, you are the president of AquaJax, and tell me about how AquaJax started, what is it, um, what's the background behind it, and give me some of the details about what it is.
1: Well, AquaJax started with um, a few different groups uh, that were working a little bit separately at the time, and we all came together in September of 2013. Um, we all kind of finally found each other, we had heard about each other that um, we had been working towards the same goal of getting an aquarium in Jacksonville. And so we finally all sat down in a room together and had a conversation and um, kind of went from there at that point. And then in 2014, we the early parts of 2014, we decided we were gonna you know, be part of OneSpark. And that's when AquaJax as a whole um, really became a full entity. That is acknowledged by the state of Florida as a nonprofit and things like that as well, and we went in just trying to see how the community would feel about an aquarium. You know, we'd seen other projects come and go where people wanted to bring an aquarium to Jacksonville, and um, that was our entire intent when we went to One Spark and came out of it as the winner of our the group that we were. That we fell under the category and we we came out as first place for that particular category above everybody else which was purely unexpected very cool so very cool but that's that's kind of the short version of where we started and we've worked slowly towards where we're at today um so it was nice knowing that we had other people besides the few that i was with originally uh, that also wanted to make this happen so
0: so things have changed over the years
1: and they have they've they've the the tracks as a whole has grown has shrunk has grown you know depending on what was needed at the time so
0: how many members started off I and mean, was it just you and like an advisory board where there how, how and where, where do you sit now
1: so um, originally for me it was um, myself my husband and a friend of ours we happened to be sitting out on the riverfront uh, for Fourth of July actually, and we were on the um, South Bank, and my friend turned to me and goes, "We need an aquarium." I was like, "Okay, let's do it." She's like, "No, no, no. We we don't need to do it, but Jacksonville needs an aquarium." I was like, "Okay, cool." My husband and I go off, you know, on a trip to Jacksonville, North Carolina, of all places, and we come back, and I call her to tell her, you know, and I always tell her I got back into town and. Whatnot. she goes I changed my mind I think we should do it let's let's start working on this wow and so we started working on it like I said we had heard about other groups that were also working on it and so that first meeting in September there were nine of us in the room okay at the time um so there were nine of us Um, our group, another group, and, like, a few just random people that had contacted us, um, either my group or the other group, and we were all sitting there and trying to figure out how we were going to make this work. And um, so it started off as essentially, and it still is, very much a board of community members. I mean, none of us are necessarily... Um, known names in the community. We have people like Don Wolfson who has helped us with various things and he's still part of the organization, just not necessarily on the board. Um, We did have Dan Maloney before he left um, the zoo to go be the um, director up in Louisville. He was on the board. He, He was the most known member at the time. Um... And so we've had a few other people in the community that have helped with various pieces, parts here and there, um, but not necessarily sat on the board itself. So okay. we've, But it's worked out for us that way, and it's been nice to be able to say, you know, our board really is a community effort of people that live here, that grassroots, you know, not necessarily somebody from outside that says, oh, we're just going to... Put this here and make things
0: happen. Swing in and throw my millions of dollars down and have a you know aquarium overnight and have it ready for you the next day. Okay, yeah, right. I, gotcha. I mean, don't
1: get me wrong, we, we're down for it, but <laughs>
0: absolutely. After all this time, so you started way back in September of 2013. Obviously, some time has come and gone, and members have come and gone. How, where do you sit now? Are, are there members that you have? What's what's the, what's the, the makeup right now?
1: So the makeup right now is all community members, Um, like I said, Dan has moved on to Louisville uh, as their um, director of their zoo up there, which is great. Uh, We still talk to him regularly to get some information back and forth, Um, trying to work to talk to the new director that's just come in to our zoo, Um, haven't had a chance yet to really speak to him at this point. but we are still working towards a lot of um, city official type help Uh, we have spoken to the dia a few times obviously there are um, campaigns that are getting ready to start for mayor various um, council seats as well are coming up Um, and so it's getting to talk to all of them and see where new administration may sit on the subject um, obviously there is a lot of stuff going on downtown right now there's been plans that have been put out for the shipyards and things like that which was um, one of the original sites that we were looking at was the shipyards for this project of course where wherever it's gonna do the most good for the city is where we really want the aquarium to be Okay. Um, I would love to see it downtown. I just came back from a trip in uh, Savannah and their river walk is amazing. Um, and that's one of the things that we kept saying is, they have a working river, we have a working river. Like we could totally see the same thing that they have on our river. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it's gonna happen. It's just when and will it happen? You know, a lot of us have been waiting for it for years if not decades Um, and I think that it would be a great thing to have on the river um, along with mosh you know and have those family friendly activities that people can do all year round you know whether it's rain or you know hot or even a beautiful day outside it's somewhere for them to go and be able to enjoy our river, whether it's actually outside on the river walk or, you know, in these okay. facilities, um, enjoying things that you really won't see in most cases. And that's one of the reasons why I want an aquarium so bad is so many people don't ever get to see what's in our river, or what's in our oceans, things like that,
0: so. Now you said a lot of other cities uh, have aquariums, that kind of stuff, obviously Jacksonville does not, so this is a movement to do that. And you mentioned MOSH, which is the Museum of Science and History. We talked about that on previous episodes. A really, really cool place, guys. If you happen to be in the Jacksonville area for a while, you go hang out in the museum. Um, The Jacksonville Zoo is also a member. Uh, So is there a relationship right now, or or could you see there being a relationship between all the exhibits and, like say, the downtown area, the zoo, how how would that be set up?
1: So um, we have had a relationship with the zoo in the past. Like I said, we had their um, assistant director as part of our board. Um, Right now, we don't have anybody from the zoo sitting on our board currently, Um, though we're not obviously against it. We would love to continue that relationship with them. Um, we've always thought about, you know, it'd be great to be able to have what other cities call like a city pass, where basically it's a ticket that would be able to get you into all the different facilities, like Mosh and the zoo, and once the aquarium is here, the aquarium as well, and possibly other, um, museums, maybe the Comer, maybe, um, our art museum, that I can't think of its name right now, Mm. that's downtown by the library, um, places like that, where... Essentially, you'd be able to have all these things if you came into Jacksonville. You wouldn't necessarily have to do them all on the same day, but you would have this pass that sure. once you did them, you would, you know, you'd have that ticked off on your pass and go to your next activity.
0: Kind of a multi pass kind of saving by doing more than one thing at one time kind of a, a pass right. kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Now, I mean, I can't promise that that would be something that would happen, but we think that that would be a great um, addition to our city as a whole
0: for visitors. And if you've been to a larger city, like I went to Houston, uh, we talked about that, I've been to Miami, I've been to Atlanta, and you've you've traveled as well. And that that kind of thing is offered in other places. So you can do the multi-pass. It can go from, say, like you said, like a zoo or an aquarium or an art museum or an art gallery or a a museum, whatever. Usually it's all included, and it's just one ticket that you buy, and you go from place to place, and it's all involved. And sometimes it involves transportation, sometimes it involves you know, whatever it might be. And I think that'd be a great combination there, too.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be great. And we actually have, um, in the past, talked about having a riverboat that went from, if we were on the river with the aquarium, that would also go to uh, the zoo. Obviously, right now, our water taxi goes back and forth between the North Bank and the South Bank. So that would be something to add to that as well. So...
0: And we do live right on the St. John's River. Now this is northeast Florida, so if you guys are not familiar with where Jacksonville is, it's northeast Florida. We do have the St. John's River runs through us, Um, one of the only rivers in the world that runs north to south instead of south to north. Um, But it does kind of split the city. It's right down there in the middle, um, and it would be a very convenient way to, the back side of the Jacksonville Zoo has a dock. Um, If you've never been there before, um, there's a dock back there, and it, it would be very easy to kind of have a boat launch, a boat ramp, come back and forth. Um, there are boat launches and ramps in the downtown area, so uh, right there near the Museum of Science and History. Um, and there are, like, uh, like Sharon had said, there are uh, river uh, boats that go back and forth between one side of the river and the other. Let's say you work on one side, you work on the other, and you want to go back and forth. Maybe you want to meet a friend for lunch or you know whatever. You can just take that, instead of getting in your car and driving and causing more pollution and more traffic you can go directly across the river so I think that'd be great maybe park in one place and kind of go and check everything out and not overload any of the parking lots I mean that'd be a great idea too
1: right I, I mean and we know that JTA is working on autonomous vehicles and things like that as well for different transportation um, they just redid the entire um, bus station downtown so I agree with you. I think that you know either mass transit or different types of transit to be able to get around to uh, help would be great and not have to be the one driving all the time, right. but that's because I'm always the driver. So. Right, right, right. Yeah,
0: I am too. I'm always the driver in my family as well. Any idea what the the uh, aquarium would look like? Any idea? like like Walk me through what the inside, or is that too far ahead?
1: So inside's a little too far ahead. Um, a lot of our renderings, if you ever see them and they are on our webpage. Uh, they look almost like a, scene, a stingray uh, with their wings out, and then kind of down the middle of their back would be um, solar panels and things like that. And then there's outside um, bays with different creatures, uh, fish, and some uh, some mammals, not a whole lot. And then uh, one of the ideas that was has been floated is to basically have a Um, Tank that would go around the entire uh, aquarium itself, so that fish like sailfish and some other sport fish that normally go miles and you know hundreds of miles in a day would be able to do that because there's not such a curve that they would ever notice it and be able to put a current in there so that they actually can um, thrive in that situation. So we obviously want any um, creature that we have in there to thrive so that people can see them. We don't want to cause any detriment to their health or anything like that. And um, we've actually also spoken to um, OSearch in the past about, because they think that Northeast Florida is a pupping ground for white sharks,
0: right, which right. is
1: really cool if you ask me. Um, I think it's great.
0: Yeah, sharks are awesome. We know that. We've we've talked about sharks being awesome, so definitely. Uh, nice to have somebody else on the shark team here with us.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but we also know that white sharks don't do well in captivity, especially the larger sharks. Um, but the thought process is to get them when they're younger and much smaller um, be able to put them in that same type of situation where they've got a current, they have room to move around, and um, and then once they get we wouldn't be able to keep them very long because they grow quite quickly, Um, go ahead and tag them and send them on their way and be able to watch how they migrate and move. Um,
0: as they get older. So. I know. o is a great organization. They came to the zoo. I saw them speak out there and I met a couple of the people from o um, and just all the information that they've learned over the years on great white sharks. And, and, you know, guys, I know you think of the movie Jaws and you think of how scary it was and, you know, and uh, Peter Benchley has gone back. Peter Benchley was the author of that, uh, that book and it became a movie. Um, he's gone back and written public apologies and said, you know, he wanted to scare people but he didn't want to turn sharks into these mindless eating machines. See, that's not what sharks are. Um, So if you live in the state of Florida, you come to the state of Florida, guys, you're going to be around the ocean. It's going to happen. Um, Like we've said before, if there's a body of water here, it has a snake or an alligator in it. I mean, that's going to be it. But if you're on the ocean, there's going to be a shark in the water with you somewhere. And if you don't believe me, look at some of the videos of spring break where they fly over with a helicopter and look down in the ocean. You can see all the bodies and you can see the sharks just kind of out of reach. They're just kind of checking out the people, seeing what's going on. So um, they're not these horrible eating machines. Um, and I have seen in the past where people have done research on uh, great white sharks. They've tried to keep them in, in, uh, in aquariums, and they just don't do very well because they're so sensitive to the vibrations and changes in the electricity in the water. So you would probably have to keep them for, what, maybe a very short period of time?
1: If it's even, like I said, even if, it, if it's viable, as soon as you know they start seeing that there's an issue, the idea would be to go ahead and put them back in the wild and move on. But, yeah, the thought process, it would only be a few months because, again, how large they get. As quickly as they do from when they're pups to about six feet and after that it just wouldn't be it's known that it won't be viable at that point but that's long down the road right you know
0: let's get the let's get the aquarium built first before we start worried about what's inside the aquarium exactly
1: and that's what we've told people all the time because people are like oh I want to see this and I want to see that like I want to see octopus and I want to be able to see all the penguins and I want to be able to see Mm -hmm. you know all these things and we're going that is wonderful, and we would like to see all of these things too. However, some of the things that people do throw out there, it, it's not—it's just not realistic because we right. know they don't do well in captivity, and we obviously do not want to cause detriment to any of these animals. So, we want to make sure that um, they're happy. Our—you know—everybody else is happy, but the biggest thing is getting it here first, so that we can have those conversations and say, "Oh, cool, we can show like." all the gar and the different types of other fish that people don't think about are in the St. John's River. Yeah. Um, or the fact that we had a dolphin that got, you know, injured somehow. And now, you know, it has a place to stay until it's, you know, the care is done or if it's deemed not able to go back into the wild, it has somewhere to live or same with the manatees. Yeah. Because we do have the Man- manatee critical care center out at the zoo as well. But, you know, a lot of what they have doesn't necessarily um, can house them for long periods of time either.
0: And this would be a much larger area. Back there, they have some – there's a real beautiful area in the Jacksonville Zoo where they do have a manatee area. um, But this would obviously be much larger, built the scale, built the size. Um, If the animals are deemed as, you know, Florida uh, Florida Game and Freshwater Fish Commission determines that they're not able to be freed, then, you know, they do live in the caravan for, you know, as long as they can. Um, and they're taken care of. You guys, I want you to think of living in a luxury hotel, having your doctor on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, being fed restaurant-quality food, having someone watch you and pet you and touch you and get, get love on you every minute of every day. Like, that's the life that these poor animals would have. So it's a horrible life, but someone has to live it, right? That's right. There Somebody's go. got to do it, right? Like Like my cat. My cat and my dog have the same way. They feel the exact same way about things. Um yeah, so so uh from here on out what's uh where are we now what's the future of aquajax what's what else what can we expect what's going on is there is there a way that we can get involved are there events what's what's happening
1: so right now the best way to get involved is to go either on aquajax.net and you can send us information um, like if you have questions things like that or if you just want to be involved in general send us your information we also have a facebook page um, where uh, people can send information, see what's going on. Right now, we don't have any current um, events coming up right now. And of course, during the pandemic, a lot of things were put on hold. So we're trying to ramp back up on a lot of things after that. Um, But right now, we are working on getting some various meetings with uh, all of the candidates that are looking at being on the ballot for this uh, fall's election for various uh, seats throughout the city. So that's what we're currently working on. Uh, obviously, any help we can get from uh, the public is always appreciated, so.
0: So what can people do to help out? And let's say people in the Jacksonville area, Northeast Florida, even the Southeast Georgia area there, because they're not very far away. Mm-hmm. Um, Waycross, Kingsland, you know, people in Georgia. Um, you're not very far from Jacksonville, guys. You're very, very close. This could be your aquarium as well. Um, I think it'd be very cool for two reasons. One, uh, the Atlanta Aquarium, the Georgia Aquarium up there, is the only place in, like, uh, what like maybe like three places in the whole world that house whale sharks. Mm-hmm. So this could be very, very cool. This could be one of the only places in the world that houses great white sharks. So that could be very cool, like a breeding and research program. Right. You know what I mean? And then you Catch and release, and then the OCEARCH would take over. So you could have a relationship with OCEARCH. So it could be really, really well uh, connected. And Lots of the scientific community could do research. We've learned a lot about great white sharks through Search and what they've done, all the things, all the, all the animals they've tracked and the breeding areas and the feeding areas they've gone to. So Jacksonville, uh, the Jacksonville Aquarium could be uh, involved in that as well. Um, as far as the future, what what are we looking at? You said meetings with, with future candidates. Do we have any idea and anything else that's going on?
1: Um, as of right now, not this at the moment, um, hopefully that will change in the near future and if that does when that does, it will be on our uh, Facebook page and uh, the website as well. so okay, you'll be able to get all of that information there.
0: And that website is aquajax.net. You can stay in touch with the nice folks at Aquajax and Miss Sharon you can stay in touch with her. Uh, go on their Facebook page and look for Aquajax. It's AQUAJAx. .net, and their Facebook page is jacks. Okay, guys, so like we do every single time, it's time for Florida trivia. And our friend Sharon has graciously volunteered to answer a trivia question. Are you ready? Sure. All right, here we go. All right, so in celebration of her 100th birthday, a Florida woman did what for the very first time? Did she, A, go diving underwater to 100 feet, did she, B, go on a skydive? Did she, C, drive a race car 100 miles an hour? Or did she, D, lift weights bench pressing over 100 pounds? Which one of those do you think is she did for her very first time on the 100th birthday? And you guys at home, this is your chance. What do you think? Is it A, B, C, or D? We're going to ask Miss Sharon what she thinks.
1: So my great-grandmother lived to be 106 and I know that she did this before her 100th birthday, but I'm gonna say that this lady was C. She went 100 miles an hour for the first time.
0: 100 miles an hour in a race car? In a race car. Okay, that's not a bad answer, that's not a bad answer. Well, like always, guys, we're gonna put Miss Sharon on hold for just a moment. We'll come back to that answer in just a minute. Um, Sharon, what, uh, what, what's your favorite thing about living in Florida?
1: Um, well, considering I've lived here my entire life, um, I honestly think I like the weather the best and the fact that no matter what time of year it is we can go outside and do something um, it might not always be the most pleasant but you can always go somewhere and if you don't like the weather you wait a little while and it changes anyway mm-hmm. so.
0: that's what they say in Florida right you don't like the weather <laughs> if wait five minutes it'll change there yeah. you go.
1: of course I've been told they say that about other places too but I'm okay with that because I know it's true in Florida
0: <laughs> What's the one thing you would change about living in the state of Florida?
1: I don't know that there would be anything that I would change about living in the state of Florida. Um, I I truly love it here. I've had chances to go other places, and inevitably I'm, I am drawn to staying here. Okay. Okay. Um, Fair maybe, enough. maybe the fact that you can't always get to the beach within, you know, 45 minutes. Are
0: you, were you born and raised in Florida?
1: I was, I was actually born in Jacksonville and I was raised in central Florida.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So, and
1: came back. Are
0: you a theme park girl?
1: Um, I've spent many a day in Disney parks. Okay.
0: All right. So, <laughs> so you're, you're a Disney girl.
1: Mostly. Yeah.
0: If you could make any changes to Florida, as far as tourism, what would you add? What would you take away? Because I know we have theme parks, we have water parks and all that kind of stuff. Is there any kind of tourism you would add here, like maybe eco-tourism or something like that?
1: Well, we do have a lot of eco-tourism, but I think, unfortunately, a lot of people that come here are unaware of that when they come. So many people come and they go directly to Miami or they go directly to Orlando, specifically Orlando for Universal, Disney, things like that. And they miss out on so much of the natural beauty of Florida, And um, I guess, honestly, if I were to change something about Florida, it would be the fact that we are losing more and more of our natural habitats in Florida due to so much more building in the area. Um, Because we're building out instead of infilling in a lot of our areas, which again, just to bring it back to the aquarium, we do want to use some of that uh, land that's already been used before. We don't want to necessarily go outside of the city. We want to infill the city again and bring it all back into the city. So I think that's one of the things that I would change about Florida. Okay, okay. But yes, I think ecotourism is something that um, a lot of people miss out on in this state. Yeah. um, Because we do have so many state parks. Oh my gosh, the amount of state parks we have is phenomenal. Um, So many cool, like, um tree top type experiences that go through the swamps and you can literally like look down and you're looking over these swamps with alligators in them and absolutely glass bottom boat tour type things and being able to go down into various rivers that are crystal clear and you see manatee or you see different fish and things like that and so many people come to the state and don't ever even realize that that's a thing they think it's all white sandy beaches and palm trees and Mickey
0: Mouse. And that's true. You know, you, you, you think of Florida and, and there's a couple of pictures out there of, you know, do you live in Florida and they show like I-4 or they show the city of Miami or they show, you know, the, the Magic Kingdom or Epcot or whatever. And you say, no, no, I live in Florida. And the other picture says, you know, it's got like a, a big open lake and some moss hanging from trees mm-hmm. and the pretty sunrise over the water. You're like, no, I live in Florida, Florida. This is real Florida. And I think, <coughs> excuse me, that's part of what the podcast is about is Doing those things that are not necessarily, you know, although we do talk about theme parks, and you guys have heard me say that. But things like going to, went to the bat houses at the University of Florida and saw the bats come out. And that was very, very cool. We had never done that as a family before. Um, We've been to the Florida Museum of Natural History in Gainesville before, and that was very, very cool. Um, We went to the butterfly uh, 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 aviary in there, which was very cool. My kids have never just been surrounded by butterflies before. That was a very cool thing. Um, we've gone to Venice on the West Coast and we've put our toes in the sand. We've seen the sea turtle nestings that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been to the Moat Mo- Mo- uh, Mo- Marine Aquarium down there and we've seen little tiny little baby sea turtles about the size of a quarter and they hatch them out and they keep them and they uh, move them continually from one aquarium to another as they get bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually they release them back into the ocean. Right. So there's so much more than just you know the theme parks here. And I think that's one thing, like you said, uh, we had a chance to go to Devil's Mill, uh, Millhopper State Park in Gainesville. Oh, it's so beautiful there. And it's this huge, massive, collapsed hole. And you take a long walk down there, and it's like a 90-degree hike down there. You feel like you're going to fall down the side of it. But yep. you get down there, and you look up, and it's like, this thing has been here for thousands of years. And it's just nature. I mean, there's no sound. You just hear birds chirping. You're the water bubbling below you there's no theme parks there's no highway noise there's no nothing and, and we even went geocaching when we were there have you been geocaching before
1: um, I've never purposely been geocaching <laughs> but some of the places that I have been in Florida that are definitely off the beaten path we have found a few over the years and it, it's fun when you come across them randomly so
0: you gotta you gotta because we have a geocaching account so my wife and kids and I will, will take the kids out sometimes. We'll go. Let's, let's go. Let's go find a geocache. Before we went to go see the hockey game, or before waiting for you know good dinner reservation. Well, it's at four thirty. It's like three fifteen. Let's go geocache for a while. And uh, there's there's one at Seven Mile Park down in Saint Augustine, mm-hmm. kind of down, and it's all we think it's all the way in the back of Seven Mile Park, and it's all about Bigfoot. And you see the eyes reflected on the trees. And you have to go at night, so you can use a flashlight to reflect the eyes, and they kind of nice. point you in a certain direction and we kind of gave ourselves the spooky dukes. We uh, heard things in the woods that weren't there, and uh, we all got freaked out and said, okay, good enough, let's go. You know, yep. We're out in the middle of nowhere at night in the dark. You know, a big monster could come and eat us. We wouldn't even know oh, yeah. till weeks later. Because all the big monsters <laughs> that live in the state of Florida. That's right. But it's, it's, it's a really cool thing. So, guys, if you come to the state of Florida, you come here on vacation, go, go to the other things. Go to the alternate things. I mean, yeah, you're going to come to Disney and SeaWorld and Universal, and you're going to go to the beach and get your suntan, But there's so many other things to see. I mean, there's what, like like 1,500, 1,800 state parks? It's a huge, huge number. It's a huge
1: number of state parks. I mean, we've got multiple just in town um, that are wonderful to go to. Most people don't think of Florida as having waterfalls, but we actually have a state park that is dedicated to um, – it's not a huge waterfall. It's only about 25 feet, but a waterfall.
0: That's cool. Um,
1: It's Falling Creek, so – I've been there multiple times. I've seen it where it's actually falling, and I've actually seen it where it's flooded and there's no falls at all. So um, wow. it's a really cool place to go. And just like you said, it's super quiet out there. There's an old um, uh, schoolhouse out there where kids used to learn. Um, and this is out in the middle of nowhere. So there's not very many schools in the entire county out there as it is. So they have to all be bused into like the county Elementary, middle and high school. So
0: it's cool. Now we've seen uh, when I was a kid, I saw the Marjorie Kinnon Rawlings House. Um, Mm -hmm. We've been to Goldhead. I've been to Alino State Park. We've been to um, Ravine Gardens. We've been to all these beautiful places. And and this I think that's what real Florida really is, is, you know, you have so much other things that are going on. But this is, you know, Florida is about nature. And I I think that's really, if you, you, you catch the point of Florida, it's, we have these beautiful beaches for a reason. There's all this wildlife for a reason. And, you know, all these beautiful trees and bushes and outdoors for a reason. It's so you can go and enjoy it, you know.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's what a lot of people miss. And it really is a miss for so many people. Because when I go places and they're like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Florida. Oh, you go to Disney all the time. I'm like, um... No, I, I don't. I yeah. mean, it seems like that, but I really don't.
0: That's the first reaction. It oh, you're really from Florida? Is. Oh, have you been to Disney? There's so much more than just Disney in Florida. I mean, Disney, you know, we love you guys. You're a little expensive right now, but, you know, we love you guys great. But, you know, there's so much more to see and do than just the the theme parks. And I, I think that's a big part of it.
1: It is. And, I you know, people are like, oh, but you also have all these gators and the snakes, and they're all going to get me. And I'm like... Yeah, that's not how it works. (laughs) Um, I promise it's not how it works. I said, we also have bears and panthers that also aren't going to get you. And bobcats. And and bobcats. And unfortunately, even with being, I I worked um, in a very field-oriented position for 10 and a half years with the state. And... Unfortunately, we never did see a bear or a panther. I mean, we saw lots of snakes and we saw lots of alligators. Sure, sure. But the two things we always wanted to see, we never did. Um, we know they're out there, but uh, we never did get to see them. So I hope that when people do come to Florida, if they get to see those two items, you know, those two things in Florida are gems. I mean, they're literally diamonds that And you have most wild turkeys
0: that are out there and we've we got do? giant birds that are out there. And we have there's all peacocks. kinds of birds. Yep. <laughs> I
1: I've all I was always impressed with how many peacocks I saw at state parks. Um, yeah. They're not necessarily a native bird, but they're round, um, and so I was always surprised when we saw peacocks at various state parks. And they're a
0: lot bigger than you think they are. They're, that bird is a massive bird. I they mean, it's not are. the size of an emu, but it's a big, massive, giant bird.
1: They really are, and it's it's funny because you always assume that their tails are are out and displayed and they're not and when they're even when they're all together and kind of dragging the ground i'm like that's a good six foot long bird
0: yeah that's a big bird
1: (laughs) yeah so but it's fun and i do think that people should come and see the green part of florida a lot of it is just breathtaking and some of the things that uh, we have here just amazing, and the history behind so much of it—oh, yeah, my both shit. good yeah. and bad. But I mean, it's just amazing the history we have, and some of the architecture, and just the different things that you see in like St. Augustine and Sarasota, and. Uh, various places and you had
0: mentioned Tampa Tampa has, a, has beautiful buildings down there and the, a lot of the Cuban culture in Tampa
1: yes sir a lot of the
0: older buildings had been there for a very very long time
1: well I mean just like in St. Augustine the old Flagler Hotel is a mm-hmm. is a college there's um, another hotel that was converted to Tampa University or University of Tampa I'm sorry mm-hmm. um, beautiful architecture from you know like the 1920s and you just look at it and you're like oh my gosh um, my dad actually works there and wow. um, they were saying that they still have some of the old rugs and stuff, so that when carpet and rugs have to be replaced, it's still the original stuff that goes back in there. Yeah, they have a whole cool. warehouse full of it. And I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> so, history in this in this state is phenomenal. The culture in this state is phenomenal. We have, like you said, Cuban influences. We have a lot of Hispanic influence. We have a lot of European influences from. Yeah. All, all over, so it's a wonderful state
0: to come to, I think. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, there's a reason enough right there, right? Miss Sharon Pils is our guest today from Aqua Jackson. We appreciate all the time that you've spent with us. You ready to see if you're right or wrong on our trivia question?
1: I'm ready. All right,
0: so Sharon said it was C, a race car going 100 miles an hour. Let's ask, yeah, ask the question one more time. Uh, a local woman in Florida celebrated her 100th birthday by doing what? Was it A, diving underwater to 100 feet, Was it B, skydiving? Was it C, race car driving to 100 miles an hour? Or was it D, lifting 100 pounds on a bench press? The correct answer was B, skydiving. Florida Woman on UPI.com. Florida Woman goes skydiving for her 100th birthday. Uh, She celebrated her 100th birthday by trying something new, jumping out of a plane. Miss Ramond Sullivan, who served on the front lines as a nurse in World War II, took to the skies Monday at Skydive Sebastian and went tandem skydiving for the first time to celebrate her 100th birthday. She said, decided it was her first time skydiving and it would be her last time skydiving. Uh, Back on the ground, she celebrated her birthday with her family and friends. So congratulations and happy birthday to her. Guys, we're going to call that an episode. We want to thank Miss Sharon for her time and all the information about AquaJax. Remind you one more time, you can keep up with AquaJax. Go to their website, AquaJax.net. That is the website. Uh, you can get all the information about what they're up to, what's going on with them. You can always go to their Facebook page. Look for AquaJax, A-Q-U-A-J-A-X on Facebook, and keep up with them. Sharon, thank you so much. We certainly appreciate your time.
1: Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure
0: absolutely we certainly enjoy you being here hey guys get out there today have some florida fun and remember you can always keep up with us online florida fun podcast at gmail.com is our email address on twitter it's just at florida fun six and on instagram and pinterest we are available at florida fun podcast remember on instagram is at florida fun podcast live video series you can keep up with what we're doing we go live all the time all our videos that's all out there guys thank you so much we appreciate all the love and the the support from you guys and uh, we will certainly get out there and have some florida fun and we'll certainly see you out there